in order to make your mark, you're going to need good quality photographs and images to distinguish yourself from what is now a very competitive crowd that's out there. Hello and welcome back to the Kelly Lumber podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand and style expert who is on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, do something different, and just show up as the best person that they aspire to be. And if you're one of my five a day, then I wanna hear from you. Drop me a review or come and say hi on my Instagram, it's Kelly Loomberg Official. I'd love to know those who listen, what you've learned and what difference it made because this is something that you can share with other people and it helps them too. In this episode, I wanted to talk about something that I get asked a lot, and it can truly make or break your business profile. And that is your personal branded images or personal branded photography. Now, I am no photographer, but I have spent many years behind the lens styling for clients for their personal brand and also creating my own content consistently. And there's been lots of things I've learned along the way. And when I'm mentoring clients, it's a topic that comes up a lot. So I wanted to share some tips with you. And if you enjoy this, then tag me in some of your personal branded shots. I want to see what you've learned and how you put it into practice. Now let's get on with the episode. Have you ever uttered these words or heard someone you know say this? I hate getting my picture taken. I've heard this statement so many times, whether that's clients over the years or even friends that are in business. And what I've found is that it really results in so many fantastic business owners never getting their pictures taken, which means they never have a catalogue of images to share with press or even on social media. Therefore, they never really show up in front of their brand. Now, as a budding entrepreneur in my early 20s, I really learned the hard way when I first started out in many things, but photography was one in particular. And I'm going to share with you in this episode a few tips that I've learned that's really going to help you. But just to give you a bit of a backstory, how I found out the hard way is I remember a large magazine or really prominent magazine in the UAE wanted to feature my business when I just launched. This is back in 2005, just to set the scene. So there wasn't camera qualities like iPhone 12s and 13s and whatever they're going to come up with next. So they asked me to send along with my press release a high resolution image. Now, I will admit I had no idea even at the time what a high resolution image was. So I googled and it said, I think I can't even remember what it said at the time, but I kind of took it from the fact that you needed to take a picture with a camera because in those days, there wasn't such a thing as phone cameras. I sound so old. So I'll confess I'm a little bit naive, but what I did do was I picked up my camera. It was a little Fuji. I think the the camera quality pictures were maybe like 1.5, 2 MB. It wasn't high quality. And I nipped down the stairs and I asked the security guard of the building if he wouldn't mind to take a picture of me. I took two pictures, I went back upstairs and I sent it to the magazine. Now, I am quite sure when they received it, they found it highly entertaining. It was far from quality, but I learned and I swiftly invested in my first professional photo shoot, which has now become really an annual event. And now I would say in the last sort of two years has become something that I do nearly on a monthly basis. 
And what this resulted in is eight magazine front covers and countless features and interviews and articles throughout the 15, 18 years that I've been in business because I've had content to support articles that will feature what I'm doing as an expert. I also remember another time I was up for a business award and it was in Scotland. So the local newspaper, uh, the evening news at the time, had asked me to also send a high resolution image. But I had a catalogue of images. So I sent the evening news the images. And I remember a couple of weeks later, my mum called me up and she was like, you will never guess what, Kelly. And I was like, what? She's, your picture is even bigger than Andy Murray's. And Andy Murray, for those who don't know, very famous uh, Scottish tennis player. So she was quite happy about this. And they were featuring all kind of different people and media um, related people, those from overseas, um, international. And there was my massive picture. If I can find that one day, I will, will share it on my social media. Now, you may not be looking for that front cover. That is okay. But in a recent podcast, I listened to Rory Vaden say, personal branding is the digitization of reputation. So you need to make a great first impression and your personal pictures or or pictures are a really powerful representation of who you are in your business. And in this busy virtual world, people are quick to judge. You know, if they want to do business with you, if they don't want to do business with you. And you can lose trust just by simply having poor quality presence online. And photography plays a huge part of that. Online, on social media platforms or in the press, this is really important that there is no relying on nonverbal communication for revelations about you as a brand. So, you know, photography is one of the easiest and quickest ways to convey who you are, what it is that you do, how can you help someone, do you look trustworthy, do you look credible, and people in the beginning stages can only judge this from images. So in order to make your mark, you're going to need good quality photographs and images to distinguish yourself from what is now a very competitive crowd that's out there. First impressions count, as we've said already, and your digital footprint is a guide on on who you are. Messages shared on your profile and pictures are long lasting you are who Google says you are. For those that have been on any of my masterclasses, listened online, will know that that's a really important statement. And making the effort to present the best version of yourself is a hugely serious part about building that trust and credibility. So what you share, you post and present should be high quality, consistent and authentic. So if you truly want to elevate your personal brand, make sure that you follow these tried and tested tips. So first up, book a professional photographer and don't ask the security guard like I did many years ago. So research and find someone's style of photography that you like. And that's exactly how I found one of the very first photographers that I've worked with. And I still work with her seven or eight years down the line. I saw photography online. I liked it. I asked the entrepreneur, wow, who did your pictures? She told me and then I went and hired that photographer. So identify what kind of style you like. Pinterest has got tons of examples. So it's a great place to start in terms of research. 
I personally prefer light and airy shots as I think this best represents my brand. I'd like to hope that when people come to my page, whether it's my website or whether it's my social media content, that they get um, a positive feeling. They get something that's happy. They get something that's, that's inspiring and light and energetic. And that's what I like from my posts. Maybe opposed to something that's sort of dark and moody or, or heavily filtered. So just think about that when it comes to booking your photographer. Quality of the camera, lighting and setup are always much better than if you were to do it yourself. Because sure, we've got great cameras nowadays, unlike I had back in 2004, 2005. But if you really don't like getting your photograph taken, it's even more reason why you should um, seek out a professional. So first of all, book a professional photographer, book it in advance. Another thing that I often find that people always say is, I'm waiting till I lose weight to book the photographer. And sometimes I have come back to those clients and they're still waiting a year later. So if you're in that position, book a date, you can always redo your images. It's not something that it means that you have those images forever, but you can redo them. So get them done, learn from it, and then do it again. So the second tip is think about in advance, what are you going to use these images for? So make a plan. Think about, are you going to use them on social media or are you going to be using them for your website? Think about different situations, require different sizes and a mix of portrait and horizontal. And what I see quite often is photographers often take portrait shots of you in portrait opposed to having landscape or horizontal and what I found is quite often in uh, websites and also in articles um, again when it's going across the web that they look for those horizontal images so if you're in a package with a photographer that says you know here's 10 or 15 images make sure you choose a couple minimum that are horizontal. Next up, you want to think about location. So discuss with the photographer, where are you going to have the shoot? Is it in an office space? Is it at home? Which I think nowadays we're moving much more to sort of lifestyle photography. So maybe it could even be a cafe or a park. And then the time of day, when does that work? And that'll be when your photographer will advise, well, the, the lighting's best between six and eight. Or I recently did a shoot in Edinburgh and she said, you know what, the lighting is better from four, four o'clock onwards. I wouldn't have known that because it just is not my area and I'm not here enough. So that's where you need to come into working out what works um, for you, what kind of vibe do you want and what kind of location. Outfits. My favourite part. So. When you're going to do a shoot, always take more outfits than you think you're going to need. So if the photographer says, bring three outfits, take four. If you're going to do five looks, take six. Don't just take one. And think about the kind of outfits that you're going to wear. So we say, have a casual one. So you have one that's sort of maybe jeans and a blazer or jeans and a, a sweater, if that's your kind of style. You could have one that's relaxed, maybe one if it's just a dress or maybe separate. So think about the different scenarios and how you would use them. When choosing looks, try and avoid anything that's loud and can be incredibly memorable. Again, I made the mistake just once 
of choosing a really bold printed dress. So this was actually my very first um, photo shoot I ever booked. And I was, you know, really excited. I wanted to look my best as, as you do. And I had just purchased, it was my first uh, Dan von Furstenberg wrap dress. I still have it actually, uh, but I don't wear it. And it was, it was fabulous. Like it was on a clean background. I had then my shopping bags in it. And, and I actually used this image for my homepage on my website. But then I started to get really self-conscious when I was then out wearing this dress because I thought, God, are people going to think, is this the only outfit that I actually own? Because it was just so distinctive. So bear that in mind. I am all for bold prints and what I have done in, in the past. If it's something that's quite bold, I might have an arrangement with a store and I borrow that item and I wear it for five or 10 minutes while I'm doing the shoot and I take it back and I promote that dress. Other alternatives that maybe if you don't have those kind of arrangements, maybe you can buy it from a shop, wear it for five minutes, make sure you do not get makeup on it and you can always return it. So bear that in mind. You have to consider brand colours. You know, what are your brand colours? So you can wear something that complements it. If you decide on a black outfit, you know, maybe don't take a navy outfit because, again, in photography, it can be hard to point out these details. So if you're going for a dark, try and find something in between. Make sure you have other choices from a different colour palette. And my number one tip when it comes to photo shoot with clothing is don't wear your favourite outfit first. Even when I do it, I've done so many photo shoots the first one, you're just kind of warming up. So wear something that you like, but you're like, this is not the, the one that I love and kind of keep that towards the middle or towards the end. Okay, next up, you want to consider props. So have you got products that you want to showcase? And, and when you're working with a great photographer, they'll be able to showcase products in a non-cheesy way. One of my recent clients took their new business award to their photo shoot. Maybe you want to take your laptop or um, take your iPad. An image like that could be used for a contact us page. I've had images when I've used my, I've had my phone in my hand and I've used that image when I've talked about social media. Maybe you want to do one about hosting a podcast. Do you have any equipment that you could use for that? Think about Anything that you maybe want to promote in the future and what could you take as a prop for that? Might even be like um, a coffee cup. If you, you, a coffee cup, funnily enough, is one of my podcast images. And I never took that image for it to be a podcast. It was just when I went through all of the catalog of images, what worked well for the content that I wanted to share. But I wanted the podcast to really be a representation of I want you to sit next to me as if we're just sitting opposite each other in a coffee shop, having a coffee or a tea. Um, that would be the feeling that you get from that image. So some ideas on props, hair and makeup. Investing in your personal brand image and your business means really, if you're going to spend the money on a photographer, then don't scrimp on the finishing touches. So get your nails done, especially for those, you know, like your holes in the coffee cup, exactly that. Always have your hair and makeup done professionally. And, you know, maybe you're a makeup artist and that's very different. But I've always found, even though, like, I apply my makeup okay, but when I do a proper photo shoot, 
I can really tell the difference of when I've had it done professionally and when I do it on my own. So if it's content creation nowadays, because I'm doing it so often, I'll tend to do it myself. But if it's a photo shoot for a sort of website, materials, podcast, images, anything kind of like that, then I will get my uh, makeup done professionally. So bear that in mind. After your shoot is over, it can be really nice to maybe book a night out with your friends or your partner and just kind of celebrate feeling special. This is not something you normally do. You get into it in the beginning, it can be horrible. But if you get a great photographer, they really make you feel easy and relaxed and it ends up becoming an enjoyable process. Trust me. (laughs) And also know that this isn't a one-off experience. How often you need to do this is actually down to how often you use the images. I would say at the very least yearly for things like updating your website or any collateral that you have. If you're creating content regularly, then this could even be once or twice a month like I currently do. Even when I travel, I make sure I book a photographer. Now, this sort of came around um, in a way that I didn't think about it, but it was a sort of a save your marriage move on holiday. I don't know if anyone else has a partner that doesn't really like taking pictures or just pays them no attention or no time. And it's like, okay, here's the camera, one shot, hands it back, done. Let me know if if you've been in one of those positions before. But I remember to avoid arguments many years ago, I hired uh, my first photographer in Los Angeles. And I found her via Instagram. And this soon turned out to be the best thing that I ever did. Because I got better shots, they were higher quality. And I've now worked with photographers in Thailand, Maldives, Iceland, um, Barcelona just a couple of weeks ago. Again, found, found her on Instagram. London, Scotland. And all of this has allowed me to create different content, give a different vibe, a different feel, and it's really well worth it. It's not easy and it can be draining, but guaranteed six months down the line or when you get that magazine calling you to be featured, you'll be so glad that you have content. It's really important to realize that your personal brand already exists, whether or not you're actively managing it. So I advise you to take control now and always look at ways that you can improve it so that your real brand you stands out. So if you've got any questions about creating content when it comes to photographs, let me know. Drop me a message on Instagram. What was your favorite tip from this episode? Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd love to know. But until next week, it's bye for now. Thank you so much for being here and listening to the episode today. Were you inspired? What was one takeaway that really resonated with you? Head over to Instagram. I love to hang out there. Kelly Lundberg official and drop me a DM. Tell me the best part or even better, screen share it, share it with a friend and inspire them too. We are growing weekly and it's all down to you. Thank you so much. Reviewer of the week left this message easy and inspirational listening. Kelly has an infectious style which brightens your day from Luck Scott. 
Thank you so much. Please keep leaving those ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or following on Spotify. It really does make a massive difference. And remember, be inspired and keep following those dreams.